0: The truth is, uh, I am the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, Iron Man. It's the greatest movie podcast.
1: It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast.
0: It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now welcome everyone to the greatest movie of all time podcast i am your co-host scrap iron rick barrasso
1: and i your co-host i'm just the big deck bosky wreck today
0: actually iron bosky
1: I uh, no, I'm not. And I'll tell you what. The joke came because of the big the big Lebowski. And guess who's in this movie, Rick?
0: It uh, it actually did not come from the Big Lebowski. It came from the big Valbowski.
1: Yeah, but he got that from the big. You you come on, give me some credit. No
0: zero credit. Okay, failure.
1: <laughs> give me some credit. No. All right. Well, proceed.
0: All right. Well, this is the podcast we watch uh, every single movie ever made, and we help figure out which is the greatest of them all, and uh, sometimes we have a special guest. And today, uh, we have Michelle Forzii returning to the show.
1: Hello. It's so great to be back. Ooh. Is, this, is this the second or third?
2: Uh, second.
1: Second. Okay. Yeah, that's right. we, did, we did WALL-E together. That's right.
2: Yep. Another really great one.
1: Yep. I, but yeah, Save I feel here. good though. We can, we're, we're, we're doing a live action one together. This is exciting.
0: Yep. Well, we are today we are kickstarting the MCU with Iron Man, but let's take care of some business first. Last week we had an episode on Batman Begins to Kick Off Superhero Month which we are continuing today. And it was a great episode as usual. Check that one out or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts, whatever app you use for podcasts, subscribe, review. If you can it's extremely help for the show. And if you enjoyed it, or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We are at great movie cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And as our old friend from just last week, Bruce Wayne, would say, tell your friends about us. Uh, But uh, for now, uh, Tony Stark built this in a cave. In a (laughs) box of scraps. Uh, (laughs) Iron Man is a 2008 superhero movie directed by Jon Favreau. It stars Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane, and Terrence Howard as James Rhodey Rhodes. It made a massive $585.8 million on a $140 million budget. It's got a 7.9 on IMDb, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 79% on Metacritic.
1: Metacritic, It, it it just loves to be the
0: asshole. It's literally exactly the same as IMDb. Metacritic though is yeah. like oh, Iron Man C I mean, they don't choose it; they it's an aggregator.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I have I have problems with their aggregation then. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, so let's look at some uh, some reviews here. Ebert loved it four out of four. At the end of the day, I just, it's... Okay. fuck Ebert. Fuck. It. I don't care what he says. Thumbs down, Derek. Two thumbs way down. Uh, but Ebert says, uh, at the end of the day, it's Robert Downey Jr. who powers the lift-off, separating this from most other superhero movies. Uh, Christopher Orr from The New Republic says, even as Iron Man fulfills its genre obligations, it transcends them, thanks to the lively direction by Favreau, and especially the tour de force performance by Downey. Uh, for a negative one, Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian. How about this take? despite the conclusively jittery a- address to the role downey is never in the smallest degree engaging in the way the director John favreau appears to think
1: oh well God. he was I right it's... i mean I wonder what he has to say now after like Robert Downey jr is like <laughs> my career yeah. completely elevated it, it's oh my
0: gosh. it's uh, that pound for pound might be the the second worst take ever on the show other than Derek Star wars take what, what was my what was about my star wars take people only like star wars because of lightsabers didn't i also
1: say that the star wars was the beatles of movies so give me a fucking break man i get i threw you a bone
0: yeah but that's like <laughs> saying people only like the beatles because they have like a like, i don't know lightsabers <laughs> yeah they, lightsabers they only, they only like them because of their haircuts
1: like <laughs> uh, you know what that, that's a fair statement but you know, if the Beatles had lightsabers, you know, they'd be a whole different ballgame. They
0: probably do. Paul, Paul I and mean, Ringo I mean, probably have lightsabers.
1: Oh, they probably, yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely.
0: And do, do you know that... what happened Denny to George, Jr. what are you kidding me? They're definitely having all the weapons they can with their defense.
1: Uh, George, what about John?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? He goes to see John, he's like, tsk, lights up the lightsaber. He's like, oh, you fuck now. Well you you
1: think that with the Avengers and all the technology the, the technology the Avengers have now they can go back in time and give Lennon a lightsaber so he could defend himself
0: and George for that. Imagine, matter. yeah, at the at the end of the uh, end game, they're like, Well we figured out time travel might as well go save John Lennon and see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> Thanos comes through the fucking door again, they're like, Oh shit, we're gonna go kill John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, go back. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It> changed everything. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Robert. Very interesting. Robert Downey Jr. made that is <laughs> Downey Jr. made a whopping five hundred thousand dollars for that movie for Iron Man. Isn't that fucking nuts? We're gonna
0: like, get, he, we're gonna obviously talk about him throughout this movie, but I do He was remember, a nobody at this point. What's that? He was basically a nobody at this point again. Well, I remember hearing that they cast Robert Downey Jr. and I immediately was like, that's brilliant, he's perfect.
2: I agree. Okay. I completely agree. I loved he, Robert Downey Jr. since like hot and soul back when I was a kid watching. It. I I love him.
0: Right. And, and it's because he brings that past that the character needs, because they couldn't they're not gonna do a movie where Tony Stark's just like an alcoholic, or at least at the time, that was my thought. Where they're like, oh, they're not they're not gonna tackle this. Look, like the most famous Iron Man story was basically like he is a drunk. Mm. And he has to deal with that. Um, but I was like, they're not, they can't really adapt that to a movie. So the best thing they could do is cast somebody who brings that past to the role. And it's a guy who was on the downswing of a career, but was a tremendous actor and like elevated everything he was in.
1: Oh, dude, just Chaplin alone. He's fantastic. And
0: right. Even shit like he was, he was coming off of like, he was a, a love interest on Ally McBeal. Like, that's where his career was. He was, like, dipping in the TV. And he was still fucking excellent in the role because he's a tremendous actor. But I, I yeah, remember... What's that?
2: No, he's just... He's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And and I, I just like, okay. And he's got the... You know, he, he's got the personality of the character, basically. So it, it really, huh. in my head, was like, oh, that's perfect. Um, I will re- say
1: that I, f- I do feel like... I do feel like Sherlock Holmes is just the English version of Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> yeah, he found agree. his persona. Yeah, he 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 definitely found his persona as an actor. And even when he tries other stuff, it hasn't really worked. And people right. just kind of want to see Iron Man, you know?
1: Yeah, so it it hurt his career as far as what he's able to do, but he hasn't hurt his pocket. So. He's, yeah, and he's also, yeah. He,
0: and yeah, he's... Uh, not hurting for this, but uh, you're, like, you're
1: like, Oh, Tony Stark, you're like, Oh, Sherlock Holmes, and then Dr. Doolittle, like,
0: what? I think, uh, <laughs> so his wife produced Dr. D- D- Doolittle, and I think he did that as kind of like a favor to her. Oh, okay, I, That that's the story. I didn't that realize
2: I hear. that. I didn't realize that his wife, you said, produced that, yes. I wasn't aware of that.
1: He yeah. didn't even know his wife was a producer,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think she she was like a Hollywood personality kind of. She was like well-known and like everyone loves her for basically like bringing him back, bringing Robert Downey Jr. back from the dead uh, in, in Hollywood. Um, and I think she kind of parlayed that into like different opportunities, which is fine. Like do what you got to do. It's Hollywood. That's how it works. Um, but I, I think for, as far as Doolittle goes, I think it was like that was a project she wanted to get off the ground a lot. And he was like, "Okay, like we'll do it, whatever." Like I have all this goodwill. Like even if it doesn't work, I'll be fine. You know what? You know what? My very
1: famous husband. You know what I want to do? I want to remake Doctor Doolittle. He's like, probably not a good idea. She's like, "Well, I'm going to do it. Do you want to be in it?" He's like, "No." She's like, "I'll divorce you." He's like, "All right, fine, I'll do it."
0: Well, it probably didn't go exactly like that, but maybe
2: have fun.
1: Yeah, sorry.
0: I mean, maybe if if if,
1: if, if, if I haven't seen the movie, it doesn't look fun,
0: but. It was <laughs> weird, and 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 again, I think it's something he was like. I think it's a good opportunity for me to like not be Tony Stark for for once, right? And do something different, right? But it just didn't work. So, and I'm sure she like wanted to make it with him. And it. it's not like he was like she was. It's not like she was my. It's not like she was like, this is my dream project. And if like he fell down and broke his leg and couldn't be in the movie, they, they would make it anyway. No, she was like, I think this is a good project for you. Let's make it happen. Um, Obviously it didn't work out so well. Right. Um, Right. But do we remember the first time we saw this movie, Michelle, you're the guest you go first. Do you remember the first time you saw Iron Man?
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. I was in the, I saw it in the theater because I'm just a huge Iron Man fan and a, a huge Tony Stark fan. So when he was playing Iron Man, I like lost my mind. And um, yeah, I was in the theater when I saw it and I was just completely blown away. I couldn't even believe it.
1: I, I didn't even know like what, who Iron Man was like before that movie, because I never read comics or anything. No, I was never a comic book person. So I didn't even, like I knew Spider-Man, Batman. Like I knew like the big popular ones, but I feel like Iron Man wasn't popular with people unless you were a comic person. So did you know him from comics or do you just knew him from like, just from, just from knowing him in general? Like in, in, Com- yeah. Just, comics. Like, it, it, oh, see, I, I was like, some people may have known him from just like culture, but I, I had no idea who I, like I knew, I knew of Iron Man, but I didn't, when the movie came out, I was like, Wow, they're really dipping deep now. But I didn't know I wasn't ever a comic book fan, so I didn't know how cool Tony Stark was. So I ate my own foot when the movie came out. But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no, nobody thought it was going to be this big a hit. Like it was. Right. I remember just people being like absolutely shocked, and you know, it be it being two months before, three months before Batman, or whatever it was. Everyone was like, "Is this just people? This is like the summer of superheroes or something like that." And then it ended up being the fucking two decades of superheroes. So, um, you know, we're, we're still in that, you know, but um, Iron Man, I, I knew of the character. So I saw this midnight opening night um, and I think people, they knew of the character similar to what you, the, there's a cartoon in the nineties that ran for like a season um there were again Demon in the Bottle, where he's the, you know, he's an alcoholic, is kind of his most famous story, other than like the forming of the Avengers. And people just kind of knew him as like a B-string Marvel character up until this point. Mm-hmm. And it it was just bizarre to be like, okay, uh, I guess this like superhero things are like the trendy thing now. This is what Hollywood's thinking at the time. Um, but you know marvel and the mcu and eventually disney kind of figured out like no there's a formula to this like this is what works and now when marvel puts out a movie no matter how fucking obscure the character is you know like it's it ends up being a hit because people Mm -hmm. trust the brand whereas at this time it's like oh well fucking they can't do spider-man and they can't do fucking you know the x-men and you know the uh, dc has superman and batman so i guess like you know they're they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for iron man you know, yeah, well, that was my mindset, but
1: little did I know how popular he was among comic book people. He
0: wasn't, um, though. That's, that's the thing. Well, he wasn't. Well, he I was a B character.
1: That's fine. Well, he, he, here's my story. I have a little story with how I for, first watched this movie. First off, I used to go with my uncle's house, and my cousin had like a bunch of video games, Super Nintendo, and he had this game called War of War of the Gems, and we used to play it. And you could pick, you could pick Iron Man, uh, Hulk. Um, Captain America, Spider Man, Wolverine—those are like five characters you could choose. And I always remember being like, Iron Man, why him? And you know what I mean—that because that's just the perception I had of him. But when mm-hmm. I think I, you know, like like in the past, I had mentioned Rick. I used to just go to Newbury Comics and just like buy ten DVDs at a time, and then go home and binge them. And one of them was Iron Man. I well, I didn't see it when it first came out. I actually waited like a year or two and then saw it, or something like that. Um, but I remember the night I watched it because I I got Chinese food for the occasion. And I was sitting there eating Chinese food and I went to go throw the bag in the trash and I I must have thrown a teriyaki stick in there and it punctured my thigh (laughs) and I was bleeding tremendously. And I think I had just, I I just started dating Gia and I called her on the phone and I was like, I don't know if I should go to the hospital. And She's like, literally only you would have to go to the hospital because, because Chinese food punctured your thigh. (laughs) (laughs) You probably that's just my- shouldn't
0: eat Chinese food. There, it, something always goes wrong when you eat Chinese food.
1: I'm not going to lie. I just had this conversation earlier with my friend, Mike. I was literally <laughs> saying, Kowloon, never have a problem with Kowloon. I actually, I feel better after eating Kowloon. <laughs> All good the Chinese know. food places, know. though. <laughs> it It's not great for you. But anyways, that's my Iron Man story. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And you know, and I love Marvel. Like I feel like Marvel has better superheroes, and DC has better villains. Because I feel like in the Marvel franchise, like you don't really remember the villains. I mean, of course, like Thanos and as much, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like when I think of Marvel, I just think of superheroes, and when I think
1: of DC, I think of villains. At the same time, though, when you you say like Batman and Superman and Aquaman. Like, well, when you say DC, I feel like you're just saying Batman, because Batman has the coolest villains.
0: <laughs> well, here, here's here's what I think. So I, I don't think either company necessarily has better heroes, um, or, or even villains for that matter. I think they have very different philosophies on how they create their characters, in that yes. I think Marvel very much more easily translates to movies. Um, other than Batman, which like you can see, you know. So the thing about DC is like, so much of their character, so many of their characters are, um, like very high concept. I guess would would be the case, where it's like Iron Man, for instance, or the Hulk. What's it, like the first two movies they made in the MCU? Iron Man's like, what is Iron Man? Well, he's a guy. He's a billionaire. He get kidnapped. He made a suit of armor. Now he's now he's his, he's got a suit of armor, um, you know, and and the Incredible Hulk. It's like, what is he? He's a scientist. When he gets angry, he turns into a monster. Uh, very easily translatable to movies. Right. If you look at like Green Lantern, it's like it's a guy. He's got a ring. He's part of like an intergalactic space force. He's his powers yeah. are like the power of thought. He can create constructs. And it's like there's so much to even get through. And I think a lot of DC is like that, where the Batman. Well, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I was going to save this for later, Rick, but now that we're on the subject, like, to your point, like, even Robert Downey Jr., when The Dark Knight came out, Robert Downey Jr. made the stupidest comment he could have made, and he was like, you need a degree to understand Batman, and it's like, no offense, no offense, Robert, but, like, just because Marvel's a little bit more digestible than Batman, that doesn't mean it's not better, because I thought The Dark Knight blew everything Marvel away at the time. I love Iron Man. I love this movie, but The Dark Knight was like, "Holy shit!" There's so many things interweaving, and it's so deep. And Robert Downey is like, "Oh, you need a college degree to understand that movie." And I'm like, "I like well, that." I,
0: <laughs> I, li- I I think he in, in that situation, he's probably just trying to like position the movie as like, right? Listen, Iron Man's the movie where you come to have fun. That's different. Like that's that's just piece. He, he has to sell the movie, and he right. So so I I get it. He. I don't think yeah you know, the Dark Knight's great, but I don't think it's like super complex where you need to agree to get it. It's just you know it's it's it's, that,
1: it's it's that whole thing in the Dark Knight where it's like you know we don't need the Dark Knight, we need the White Knight Harvey Dent because the town isn't ready for a Dark Knight. It was confusing to people, but I think that's what he was getting at or something. You know,
2: right.
0: Well, let's uh, let's talk about what happens in this movie as we do every week, uh, Derek. do You have a, a song that you're uh, you're chiming me out to.
1: Uh, yeah, let's do uh, let's do Back in Black ACDC. That seems to
0: make all sense right. with this movie. <laughs> Not right. Iron Man by Black Sabbath.
1: No, that doesn't make any sense. I don't even know why you said that. <laughs> yes,
0: all right. <laughs> duh. Duh. <laughs> duh.
1: three two one. Go.
0: Weapons dealer Tony Stark is kidnapped by terrorists and builds a mech suit to escape. It runs on an arc reactor that's keeping Tony alive as well. Upon returning to the United States, he divests Stark Industries from weapons manufacturing. Tony turns his attention to creating a better suit and becoming Iron Man. Tony's business decisions force the hand of Obadiah Stane. His partner who had plotted the kidnapping near to move Tony from power. Stane uses the remains of Tony's first suit to build a bigger suit of his own. Tony eventually defeats him. Later, Tony admits to being Iron Man to the public and is approached by Nick Fury about the Avengers initiative.
1: 30 wow you just made it
2: very nice
1: all right 30 <laughs> seconds wow i want to get all of these episodes all the 30 seconds of you doing this just put it all in one big file and we'll, we'll release it as. It... <laughs> so so what,
0: fucking what, fast.
1: what episode is this it's like 82 or something i don't even know something but like, like that, if we yeah. did if we did all 80 episodes all 30 seconds of you doing that that would be that would be an episode 80 of those <laughs> <laughs> I well, we, we didn't start
0: it. We didn't start it until like a few episodes in. So we still get a little while right. ago. Right, yeah. All right. So, so let's talk about what we, uh, what we like about the movie uh, as we do every week, our top three scenes. Michelle, what do you have? What's your number three favorite scene?
2: Number three, um, I, I love at the end when he just throws the cards and he's like, I'm Iron Man. I, I love that part. It gives me, like, goosebumps. It's completely like Tony Stark's character to just throw the rule book away and be like, I'm awesome. That's right. It's me.
0: He totally ad-libbed that, too. Everyone in awe. There's absolutely no way he ad-libbed that. It,
1: it, it, I, everywhere I read That's it. That's so it, that
0: apocryphal. Not. I can't I can't.
1: Everywhere imagine. I read it was like he ad-libbed that. That's what I read.
0: I just don't believe it for a second. Like, I don't care really? who says it. I
1: didn't know that. Hey, John Favreau, If you're listening right now, we know that you. Johnny, are. come on the show, Johnny. Let's talk about Johnny it. ad libid? That's all I want to talk about. I want to talk about that in the one episode you were in The Sopranos because it was really random. Let's talk about that, and I want to know about this Iron Man shit. Talk elf. <laughs> we will talk elf.
0: <laughs> talk swingers. It'll be it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I don't believe it's I, I can't imagine that like, a multi-million dollar, uh, you know, franchise starter is, like, we've just changed the entire story because because Robert Andrews is, like, what if I just fucking change the ending? I just, I don't believe that. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, Rick, uh, you will be a true believer.
1: <laughs> Give me props, dude. I sounded just like the villain from Temple of Doom.
2: <laughs> Thank God.
0: All
1: right. Rick silence speaks volumes. All right, let's continue.
0: Derek, what's your number three favorite scene? <laughs> uh,
1: Tony escapes the cave. I mean, that's such a cool scene. Um, you know, right. Cause right from the, right from the start, you're kind of like questioning like, who is this guy? How smart is he? He's a rich billionaire. He's riding in these, these like, you know, these, you know, army cars and stuff. You know, he seems kind of, like, full of himself. And then you see the work he does in the cave. It's, like, brilliant. And everybody's watching him, like, holy shit. And he tricks everybody. He decides he's going to try to make it out alive. And just like with uh, Steve Rogers, they both kind of have these, like, mentors in the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, Stanley Tucci in Captain America. He, like, dies. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And then you have this, like, this other guy who's with Tony Stark in the cave. He ends up dying. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how both, you know, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers had that same similar path. But when he builds that giant friggin' thing and he's just like shooting fire out of it and stuff, it's like that's what kind of like pulled me into the movie. I was like, that was badass. And then he like flies and falls into like the sand, like head first. Um, I love all that stuff. It's just a really, really cool scene.
0: Yeah. Um, My number three is the reveal of the Iron Monger. Um, Starting from when Pepper and Colson and what we later learned to be S.H.I.E.L.D. agents uh, yep. are you know like Colson just like looks like this fucking empty suit throughout most of the movie and he just shows up and is like oh no here I just have like a bomb on hand to like break through the door and it's like oh he's like this is he's something to this um, <laughs> yeah and then they go in and it's like oh wait I thought it would be like I thought it would have built something bigger and he just like fucking reveals this giant fucking monster that he's created Mm -hmm. and it's when he opens his
1: eyes through the chains yeah that is such a cool scene
0: and just like the reveal like the fight itself is is fine like mcu obviously would go on to have much better final battles but the the reveal of this is is excellent yep michelle what's your number two
2: So the first time that he puts on like the real Iron Man suit when it's like has the red and the gold, that to me was just, it was one of my favorite parts because he's actually now taking on the full character of Iron Man. And that's kind of where it started with his suit.
0: When he's like, this is, so that's when he goes to the, uh. Free the town, right?
2: Yes, I believe yeah. well, I think I think the first time he puts it on and he gives it like a test drive. yeah,
0: it goes to the jewel. I think it's still all is it all silver still at that point?
2: Oh my gosh, you're right. it is yeah. all silver
0: yeah because yeah, the first perfect. time he does the right. like the red the village yeah, because he's like right before he goes to the like the party where he's like told about this town uh he's like oh he, the scene where he's like how about we add a little hot rod red and then he's like distracted and he's like oh here's this party um, oh
2: my god you're right yep that's right
0: so you're saying like the, the joy ride the first joy ride of the iron man suit
2: no the the one where it it is the one where he goes and saves
0: red. the town okay yeah um, when
2: he goes to save the town yeah that look he, in his eyes when he puts the suit on like he's fully embodying like iron man
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, when he, the, like, rage of, like, seeing his name and his father's name on, like, yeah. weapons that are, like, holding this town hostage, basically. Um, right. And he, and just the, the absolute precision with which he destroys these terrorists. It's like, oh, he's, mm-hmm. he's, like, leveled up immediately. Like, he's nothing to fuck with. Yep. Right. Derek, what's your number and, two? And oh, we can keep
1: talking about yeah. it because that's my that's my second favorite scene it's it's when he defeats the terrorists and it's actually really emotional because like the there's like a little kid and he's like da da like his dad's gonna die and like terrorists are like shooting random people and it's like really sad you know like what the hell's gonna happen and then iron man comes and saves the day and, and i really like the fact that like tony stark doesn't talk during the scene like i don't need his cockiness during the scene because the scene speaks for itself it's right. like you're going to save these people. And I love, like, all the gadgets he uses. He, like, all the terrorists are holding their prisoners. And, like, the suit is able to target all the terrorists. And he just shoots them all. And everybody else is safe. It's such a cool moment.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, to, to that to that point, I think, and, and I love Tony going forward and, and this, the MCU. But if this were a couple years later, we definitely would have got him just, like, snarking at them, the shot, like, in the helmet. Um, right. You know of him, them just being like, ah, oh, terrorized it or whatever bullshit that Evan say, uh, and it would have worked; it would have been funny. But this is very like much a serious like, don't, don't use my name in your bullshit kind of thing.
1: Right? Yep, yep.
0: Uh, my number two is the I believe Derek. You mentioned this one before the scene where he puts on the Mark One and fights his way out of the cave. Yep it's just so cool. <laughs> like there's every once in a while, it's going to be like, it's the coolest thing. Uh, because yeah. he, well, this the part where like the guy shoots at point blank and just bounces off of him. And he's just like,
1: there's a shoot, shoot. Doesn't he shoot
0: himself? Yeah. The it just bounces A bull just bounces off <laughs> him and like bounces back into the guy's forehead. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. This unstoppable monster. Like it's because so many of these, um, like Marvel superheroes, especially like the Avengers. Oh, so the like Captain America is much older, but like you know, Iron Man, the Hulk, um, you know, a lot of these characters are very much like based off of like the horror movies of their days, so like 50s and 60s horror movies. And just to see like a giant clanking monster uh, terrorizing the bad guys is it, it's just super fun. Yeah. All right.
2: And that's why, you know, that's why I love Iron Man because it's his mind and his heart that makes him a superhero. Like he wasn't created in a lab, like there wasn't a weird explosion and he got radiation from something like what makes him a superhero. He's like a, a regular guy. It's his mind backed by his heart that creates the superhero. And it's just, I think that's why he's my favorite. Cause he's just a normal person.
1: And well, it's cool too, because like a lot of people are like, Tony has no heart. You know, and and that's that that that's that's the big issue with the movies going forward is like Steve Rogers is like you're for yourself, man. You're not for anybody else but yourself. And then Tony literally has to show him by dying <laughs> to save everybody that I do have a heart. And that's like, the whole the scope of Tony Stark is like I do have heart. I'll prove it to you. So it's kind of like amazing how that comes full circle.
2: True, and and I feel like uh, can I. We can give spoilers, right? Is that okay? Oh, <laughs> because- yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, like, I didn't recognize until later every Avenger movie, he, like, almost loses his life to save the world.
1: Yeah, so I, and like, he still like, gets shit on by, by everybody else.
2: Right. Like, he's cocky and jokes, but, like, it, he really does have a big heart. He's just very yeah. smart. He knows he's smart, so he's just kind of cocky.
0: Well, I, I think right. it so it actually does feed into like i don't i don't think avengers age of ultron is anybody's or i shouldn't say anybody's is very many people's favorite marvel movie but it right. that him dying almost dying in every movie leads up to that so well because right. you know that's his plan to be like he's based, by that point he's just like 90% ptsd and 10% human um, because yeah, he's just, like he's so, yeah. he's so fucked up by that point, and even still, when you see this scene of like his biggest fear, it's like all his friends dead. It's not, right. you know, it's not me dying. He's still thinking about other people, but he's just such like a cocky prick that yeah. he, like everyone just thinks like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Even Steve, who like does see the true him eventually. Is still right. like, ah, he's still Tony Stark, you know. He's still gonna like get his his bullshit in, right? Uh, but you know, Steve tends. To, I think one of the character flaws of both Steve Rogers and Tony Stark is that they both think they know best for everyone, mm-hmm. and that's why when they come into conflict, that's why the whole Avengers fall apart, right? But we'll talk about that more in a couple of weeks when we do uh, when we do Captain America. Uh, and eventually, when we get to those uh, those later movies as well, um, yeah. So let's get to number ones. What, uh, uh, Michelle? What do you have for your number so one scene?
2: The the gentleman who saves him. His name's Yusuf, right? I can't Jensen. Remember. Jensen, Okay. So the moment that he is dying, and he tells Tony Stark to not waste his life. I think that was the moment Iron Man was created. Like, cause you can see in his face, his heart changes. His face looks different than the beginning of the movie where he's just like, "Yep, I make these things. I blow them up. I think that was a turning point for Iron Man to be created. Like that was the door opening.
0: Yes. And I think it's because he sees the, the face of someone who has been, affected by his weapons right like he's all this regret and all this like empathy just like squeezes itself into him at this moment and he he understands more than he did before
2: i completely agree
0: Derek. what's your number one
1: Yeah, my number one is uh, the. I mean, I know you had mentioned this earlier. it wasn't the greatest fight scene as far as the scope of the Marvel movies, but when I first saw this, I actually really enjoyed that the most. And that's when uh, it was like the showdown with uh, Obadiah. I, I I like. I have I have a little bit of issues. We'll get to my worst part of the movie after, but it kind of ties in. But I did like once Obadiah turned on Tony completely. I I liked his position and I liked kind of like that whole showdown and them talking back at each other and then like those the 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 moment specifically is when tony basically brings him all the way up into like almost like the 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 sky and like you know he freezes i think that was so cool like a cool moment because it happens earlier in the movie when tony tries it and he knows now like okay the 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 suits can't last in, in freezing cold weather and he goes up there and stuff but the whole bat the whole fight between them was pretty cool and then i think he finishes him off when he like electrocutes him i think it was um, but I, I it kind of ties in with the other scene you mentioned too, when like you first see like Obadiah get into that suit and you're like, okay, so he's the villain of the movie. Cause I yeah. know with some, like, uh, you know, some movies, like it's, I think like, remember that movie Hulk with Eric Bana? Like there is no villain in that. I'm pretty sure.
0: The villain in that movie are the people who made that movie.
1: I agree <laughs> with you. I agree <laughs> with you. But I'm just saying that like, you know, when you're, when you're starting out, if you're trying to just make a movie about a superhero sometimes it's tough to like automatically give him a villain. And I know that Jon Favreau struggled with this because he wanted to use the Mandarin in the first Iron Man. And he's like, the Mandarin is too complex. Maybe I'll do something else. And he's trying to figure it out. And he's like, I'll use the less known Iron Monger as the villain. And then he thought maybe I'll have Obadiah be his friend in the first one and then be the villain in the second one. But he just decided maybe it's fine to have this turn, which I don't know how much these things work in movies when you're like we're best friends or I'm your mentor. And then boom, I'm the villain. It's tough. Um, But I do like the fight scene between them. So that's my number one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of movies use that villain twist now where I think we should probably just get back to just like the villain. Like let's, let's have villains again that are just villainous for the whole movie. Every once in a while. Right, right, right. Right. uh, You know, that's like, think about like Thanos, about how he's just like, from those, in those two movies, he is the villain from frame one of the movie, and he's a fucking like iconic movie villain. Yeah. How cool would it have been now knowing what they did with the actual Mandarin character? Like, how cool would it have been to have that character bounce off against Tony Stark? Yeah, yeah, right. All right, so my number one is not so much for the scene itself, but I do remember vividly it's so it's it's the the post credit scene because I remember sitting in the back I was sort of in the back of the theater when I was watching this, and earlier in the movie, when Colton says you know, strategic homeland, whatever, you know. I could see a few people, like the real, like, nerds in the audience, like, elbow, like, just, like, dudes, like, elbowing their girlfriends, being like, that shield, oh my God, this fucking just crazy. (laughs) You know, like, and then just, like, getting the side eye, like, okay, like, if I can watch the movie, leave me alone. Uh, But then, when the word Avengers comes out of Sam Jackson's mouth, the, like, there were people just like looking at their hands in disbelief. Like it was
1: God, the, 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 the amount of nerd.
0: Yeah. Like, because there are people who, you know, myself included saw the potential of this universe, you know, even not knowing what was to come being like, you know, we know, Hulk is coming. We know fucking, you know, Captain America and Thor after that. Like, I don't, I don't know if they have been announced yet, but be like, they're going to do the fucking Avengers. And like, that's unbelievable. Like we never to, we even like we've had good superhero movies in the past, right. You know, we, we talked about the Burton Batman movies, but had we we're a couple years, three years after Batman begins. So like we knew there could be good superhero movies. But none right. of them even breached the topic of a team up, of like a wider right. universe, and yeah. I think those people in that theater had that, like you know. Well, Derek, you haven't seen Hamilton yet, right? No, I'm I'm avoiding okay. it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil.
1: I, I'll just I'll just say hip hop on Broadway is something that I'm really not interested in, but I'm going to see it eventually. Okay,
0: so. There is a character at the end of the mo- the very end of the play that looks straight to camera. And this is, I'm, I'm saying the, you know, because I watched the Disney Plus version, looks straight to camera and has just like a horrified look on their, their face for a second. And that's the end of the play. Um, okay. And there's, theory- like, there are theories because at this point, it's like they're going through. It's like this character lived to be this old. They did this, and like we're in, you know, and there's a theory that this character basically sees the future for a second. Okay, and it's just right. horrified, and is horrified by what she sees. Wow, um, it's, that's very theory. Like no one's ever confirmed that, but that's the best theory I have. But that's what I think these people in my theater did. They saw Nick Fury. Mm-hmm and they heard Avengers, and they saw briefly for a second the future of Marvel. (laughs) And instead of horror, it was like pure excitement exploding out of them at two o'clock in the morning, because this is a midnight showing. And they sat through the credits, which was almost unheard of at the time.
1: I know, Marvel made that seem normal now. Just like, wait till the end.
2: No, I agree. Yep. I never used to do that. And then now because of Marvel, I do.
0: But yeah, for, so for what yeah. that scene represents, it is my number one yeah. scene. Very that's cool. A- Very cool. I like it. So, least, so that's what we liked. Sometimes even in movies we like, there's one or two things that don't work as well. Uh, Michelle, do you have a least favorite part of this movie that you want to talk about?
2: you know it was it was hard for me to have a a least favorite of this you know not to say the movie is perfect but because of my love for Iron Man and Robbie Downey Jr so because it was kind of hard for me I think I'm going to come from an emotional place um when he's at his house and Obadiah takes pretty much his chest plate out of him and he's kind of like crawling to get his old one that Pepper Potts put into kind of like a casing showing that Tony Stark does have a heart. And I think kind of, even though, you know, that obviously, yes, he must survive all of this stuff. Um, after everything that he's been through, for me, it was like a hard scene to watch. Like after everything he fought through. that that's right, kind right. Of So, that so you
1: like the scene, but it just makes you sad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs>
2: But I mean, if I have to think of something that, you know, I didn't really like. Right.
0: Uh, so <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I get that. There are scenes where in, in movies where I like, cr- like cringe comedy, even though I recognize something like Borat, for instance, is like, mm-hmm. takes such skill to make. It's difficult for me to watch at times because right, it, right. I just like. I just like cringe so much that it's not enjoyable to me. Doesn't mean it's not a good scene, doesn't mean they're not accomplishing what they want to, but it's difficult right. for me to watch.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. His face was like purple and like his veins. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's a pretty screwed up scene.
2: It really is. And and even worse, it's it's like we were talking before, it's some its mentor, somebody, someone that he trusted. That blow is even worse when it's someone close to you.
0: Right. Derek, do you have a, a least favorite part?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, so I mentioned it before, and and it kind of a, as a whole, we talk about how sometimes in movies it really works when, like, villains from the beginning or good guys from the beginning end up being the villains at the end. And I think it works in a lot of movies. and this one, I think it works fine. I just, you know, with a two-hour movie, it's really hard to believe sometimes that like a close person you know your whole entire life like you know Tony Stark's dad is gone he has like Obadiah now is like his father figure right and it's like he turns on him pretty quickly when he realizes that Tony doesn't want to do certain things in the company
0: well even before then because he's behind the original kidnapping
1: right well yeah I guess so I guess I I guess that's true he's just it's
0: like oh he's just a total piece of shit from the very beginning but it's yeah it's it, their their relationship changes very quickly.
1: But then it, it, I it's think- qui-
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, Michelle. But I think even from the beginning, like once I watched, you know, I watched it and then I rewatched it, in the very beginning, when it talks about how Obadiah taken over the company and then when Tony's of age, if you notice on one of, I don't know, the Time Magazine, they said something specific and he's in the background behind Tony looking at him. Like when I rewatched it, like today I rewatched it again. And I was like, man, I can't believe I didn't catch that before. That's kind of like foreshadowing because of his stance, his body language, the way he's looking at Tony, that he's just like pissed. So I think it goes even more, you know what I mean? That they hinted towards it, but I mean, that's not something you you catch right away.
1: Right. Right. I think that, you know, it, it just seems quick and maybe maybe you're right maybe it is built in like there's roots of this happening and it makes perfect sense too because what do we know from like all hero movies that like they get betrayed by somebody close to them it's like it's a it's a tale that we've seen many times right so it makes sense Mm -hmm. and it works in movies and it works in this movie just fine but um it's just one of those things where i think iron man is a great movie and it's one of the best marvel movies but like and John Favreau wants to tell this story. He's like, I'm going to make it kind of a traditional story where the good guy gets betrayed by his friend. And it's fine. It's fine. I just think that, like, you know, th- th- maybe the difference with me is that, like, the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies that come out at the same time were much more dimensional. Of Like, the Joker was like, I don't even give a shit. He, he, he has Two-Face flip a coin and be like, you can shoot me in the head if it lands on heads like I don't care I'm a creature of chaos that to me was like storytelling whereas iron man's very straightforward like you're going to get betrayed not a bad storyline at all right. but it's just very one dimensional but that's
0: fine it yeah, works to to you know to Michelle's point earlier like yeah DC does tend to especially with batman make the villains the more memorable part of their movie whereas marvel Correct. because of how they were building this universe has to make and that's like a criticism of marvel movies where like a lot of times the villains don't work so much because they're having to build the heroes because the heroes are going to be in the next one and the villains aren't for the most part right right uh so my least favorite part is it has to do with the character of trying to remember her name uh, the character played by Leslie Bibb. Um,
2: the reporter?
0: The reporter, yes. Um, she plays Christine Everhart. Um, okay. Depicting a reporter having sex with one of her subjects, especially when she seems to be on like the Tony Stark beat, is like. a a trope that needs to die right it like it it just it's not fair to actual reporters and you know we're you know eight years later uh from when this movie came out uh we were looking at a uh, looking at Donald Trump saying like you can't trust reporters and like I think fiction does tend to like a lot of times portend attitudes towards things that are portrayed in ways they actually aren't. And then like the morning, the next morning after they sleep together, when Pepper is like, I take out his trash or something like that. Like I've taken out plenty of trash for him. Like it's it's a it's just a weird it doesn't age well, let's say that, in my opinion. I gotcha. So that's what we don't like about the movie. Let's give out medals now. We give out medals to, you know, bronze, silver, gold, as far as uh, who basically won the movie, uh, who did the best, who benefited the most, et cetera, et cetera. Michelle, who's your bronze medal winner?
2: So for bronze, um, just the writers. I, I love the storyline of Iron Man. For me in the beginning, I... I thought it started a little bit slow and then kind of like Derek said, everything kind of happened all at once, but building up the Iron Man kind of franchise and to, to get us ready for the next movies, I do like the writing of Iron Man.
0: All right. Excellent. Derek, who's your bronze?
1: Got to go with John Favreau here. Um, he, he took on a lot. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, maybe Rick, maybe, you know, more than I do, but did they decide before the movie was made like, okay, this is happening. We're going to make a shit ton of movies. I'm certain that they did, but to give it to Jon Favreau to start it off. Like it just doesn't seem like it, it was a smart move. Cause I think Jon Favreau is a very talented director, but maybe not in 2008.
0: Um, here's, I don't know. Uh, here's what I think the timeline was. Um, I think Jon Favreau wanted to make a superhero movie, figured, like, connected Tony Stark to Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, this would really work. And I think as they were making it, they were like, this is coming out really good. Like, this is going to really work. People are going to love this. Uh, What if, at the end, we had Nick Fury show up? And, like, even... I think Coulson was probably in the movie, but probably just a kind of an in-joke. Like, they don't say S.H.I.E.L.D. until the very end. Um, okay. But I think at that point, they're like, what if we connected all this shit together? Like, in the middle of Iron Man, we get this Hulk movie in, in you know, development, we get Thor in development, Captain America in development. What if we made the Avengers? But, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that is heavily foreshadowed. Or heavy yeah, foreshadowing the stuff that would come. Right. Um, yeah,
1: I'm just saying, I think, I think John Favreau had a lot of... on. Um, he, he had a lot to take. I think he did a really good job with what he had. And I, I give him props for that. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so my bronze goes to Jeff Bridges. Uh, and I love his performance because the only time he gets upset, really... Like, he's very, like, affable. Familiar, even when he's, like, betraying somebody, he's like, Tony, you got to understand. Like, I'm just doing this because fuck yourself. Like, it, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> hey, like. but he's, like, very pleasant about it. Yeah, and yeah, The only time he gets angry, and it's that, that line I said earlier, Tony Stark built this in a cave. He gets upset when it's suggested that he can't run the company as well as Tony Stark. Right, um, and he's just like, that's the only time he really even yells. Like, even when he's like about to kill Tony, he's like, you know, I gotta tell you, I'm enjoying myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes, it
1: just goes to show like Jeff Bridges has always been a masterful actor. I mean, every time we do an episode, I feel like once in a while, I get caught off guard and you're like, and this year the nominations were so-and-so, 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 Jeff Bridges. I'm like, Jeff Bridges gets fucking nominated every three years
0: for an yeah. award. <laughs> Insane. All right. All right. Michelle, who do you have for Silver?
2: I love John Favreau. I think that he did such a fantastic job directing Robert Downey Jr. to become Iron Man. And I don't necessarily know if he thought it would take off the way he did, because you know how you guys are talking about like John Favreau being the one to take this on but you know I I think that he really captured the storyline of what Iron Man is and he portrayed that really well it wasn't too cliche you know how there's some movies that the explosions are ridiculous like this really had a storyline
1: to basically basically what you're saying is that Don Favreau is not Michael Bay
0: yeah it's
2: right, right pretty much yeah
0: i like the Transformers. hate michael, yeah. I hate yeah. michael bay <laughs> you know everything
2: needs to be like a crazy explosion which there isn't anything wrong with that i just think he captured both elements of like you know him being a genius him being a right. badass him being a normal guy and then you know him being iron man and i think he found the balance i don't feel like iron man was unbalanced i felt like he completely fit. And of course that has to do with Robert Downey Jr. But I feel like he captured his way that made Iron Man make sense to Tony Stark.
0: Yeah. He, he, yeah. Under, he yeah. understood the character and that's, yep. you know, right. that's, that's a mistake. I think a lot of other superhero movies make and some MCU movies as well, where it's like, this is just like, this is our house style. Every character, like, you know, the, the like Man of Steel is like, what if Superman was more like Batman? And it's like, well, and there's some MCU movies where, like, why is this character super quippy? Like, why do they kind of sound like Iron Man when they're entirely different character? You know, it, right. It, but, you know, it works for Iron Man because, and John Faber was my silver as well. So I'll jump in here as well. Um, to, to, to have someone to truly understand the character. That's why it worked. That's why it resonated. The other thing I want to point out specifically, that was a John Favreau thing. And we take it for granted now, but the shot, the reverse shot from inside the helmet, where you see his face, is uh-huh. such an elegant solution to a problem that like so many superhero movies or heroes you know, or, or movies with people in masks can't solve you know right. like what's the you know the, the criticism of those kind of um like the rainy spider-man the first rainy spider-man is like oh it's a guy in a mat like two guys in mask. it looks like an episode of power rangers um that's this movie solved that problem and let and it showed robert downey Jr. and jeff ridge's faces more yeah and that's, you right. know, you have these two super charismatic actors and it's like, oh, you want their face, you want to see their face more, but it doesn't make sense for them to take their helmets off. And that's John right. Favreau's decision to do that. And it, it's just brilliant. And without that shot, again, this is like, you know, the, 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 like, I don't know if it's a poem or whatever, the old thing was like, uh, you know, for want of a nail, a shoe was lost, for want, want of a shoe, the horse was lost, like, uh, you know, up, all the way up to like, oh, up to the... up for want of a battle, for want of a war, the kingdom was lost, like, all for the want of a nail. If that shot doesn't happen, maybe this movie doesn't work. If this movie doesn't work, the entire film industry is different at this point, In you know, 12, 14 years later, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Derek, who's your silver?
1: Uh, I went with Jeff Bridges for silver, and, and mostly because he's a master of the screen and the one thing I noticed, and of course, people people who aren't familiar with Jeff Bridges' work, they most likely know him from The Big Lebowski. And well, if you just watch like your him, opinion man, <laughs> there you go, there you go. I use that meme as much as I possibly can, um, <laughs> as much as I can. But so, like, you watch The Big Lebowski, he, he comes on screen, he commands the screen, but you have this big smile on your face because you know he's just the dude. But in this movie, he was a surprise because he's just very stern in the way he looks. And he, the way he commands a scene and like, you know, he's the tough guy in the scene or like the way he stands. It was the scene specifically, I was really scared of him, is when Pepper and him are in that, in that room together and she's trying to get those documents out. And she's trying, he's trying, he comes in the room and stuff and she has to sneak him out. By the way, one of the one of the folders on his screen was called Lebowski, just so you guys know, a little Easter egg there, um, on his computer, which was hilarious. But she's leaving, and she's trying to. She finds the Shield guy, and she's like, "Come walk with me, walk with me, walk with me." And you just see Jeff Bridges standing over her, like up on like one of the wheels, and he's just staring down at her with his like his hands and his hips, and he looks so menacing at that point. You're like, "Fuck, he's the bad guy. Like this is going to go down." Um and I don't think a lot of actors can truly handle that. And I actually I had I had a hard time recasting him because of how you know and like you said Rick when he does yell, it hurts. Yeah. He's a very good yeller. Some people can't do it right. When he says that he, you know, Tony made that in a cave, like the way he does it with his voice is like, oh shit. He commands a movie, he commands scenes, you know? You need someone to, to work off Robert Downey Jr. like that, and he was the perfect guy to do it, so that's why I get my silver.
0: Yeah, uh, so here's here's a, an unanswerable MCU question, right? Who played Lebowski in the MCU? Because we know <laughs> the big Lebowski movie exists because in Avengers Endgame, they call Thor Lebowski. Right. So, Did Tony okay. see the big Lebowski and go like, this guy really looks like Obadiah, like so. Couldn't yeah? Because so Jeff Bridges doesn't exist then. Yeah, like the the actors in Marvel movies can't exist in movies in Marvel.
1: Right, right, right. So I'm not gonna go there, Rick. because I'm not gonna go ahead and recast Lebowski again.
0: Who plays? <laughs> when we get to Avengers Endgame, we'll recast Lebowski in the MCU. <laughs>
1: And Steve, 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 if you're listening to this, I love you with all my heart. But your recasting of the Big Lebowski is going to go down as the worst in history.
0: <laughs> what was what was his what was his recast? I
1: don't. I think his Lebowski was like Tom Hanks.
0: Oh right. Um,
1: yeah. And he, I think he had like I, I forget who it was, but for. Um, I think Jim oh, Jim Carrey was in there somewhere too, or something. It was just bad. I remember <laughs> when he said it, I was like, "Steve, no." He's like, I think like one of them was like Danny DeVito. I was like, "What are you doing? Did you just pick names out of a hat?"
0: Maybe he did. Oh my god! Um, I
1: shouldn't have waited for that.
0: All right. So naturally, Derek, your gold is Al Pacino. Uh, but I assume both Michelle and I have Robert Downey Jr.
1: That's also correct. I went with Pacino for the yep, okay.
0: gold. Yeah, of course.
1: Michelle, it's, it's, it's an ongoing joke where every episode we do, somehow, someway Al Pacino just becomes the gold, even if he isn't in the movie for me.
0: It's kind of did, kind Do of we fun. still have Michelle?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think she's on mute, though.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm, like, talking and it's on mute. <laughs> I
1: apologize.
2: <laughs> no, when you said that, I was like, did he right yeah, yeah like I know I know that's why that's why I a, I'm, I a a I'm like
1: what's happening no, 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 no. Pacino even if he's not in the movie he somehow becomes my goal. no <laughs> seriously though I, I think the three of us can all agree that obviously Robert Downey is the the goal you really can't I mean we could just we don't even have to go in order we can just kind of talk round robin about this so yeah just whatever um he you know you need to find somebody who has charisma and that's the number one thing is like Tony Stark is charismatic and you just can't pick any actor to play that role And there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of actors that could do it for sure, but he just, he just fit it like a glove. I mean, there's nothing else you can really say. And I'm sure we all had a pain in the friggin' balls to recast him because it's not easy. Yeah,
2: no, I, I, I had such a hard time recasting him, but I, I picked someone that, you know, I'm, I'm, I am happy with, but I, I truly do not believe if they picked anybody else that it would have been. Yeah. as massive as it was I don't I the, believe the role was created for him
0: I think I think it legitimately is the most significant piece of casting in yep. the history of Hollywood I agree like think about how much money has been made because they picked the right guy yeah you know and the rumor is like you know they were thinking Tom Cruise wouldn't it work he would have made it a Tom Cruise oh
2: movie. my yeah. god I um, did not get this.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, Tom Tom Cruise can be charismatic, but I don't think, like oh you God. said. I think it, I think it would have been like too action packed. It wouldn't have had the. It wouldn't have hit the right notes. Robert Do Downey like, Jr.'s that's that's for, cool. portrayal of Tony Stark is like I'm a dick, and but it's he's a likable dick, and, and that's it, yeah. hard to hard to portray on screen. You yeah. know, and
0: to make him likable. And this would have been like if if he was if it was Tom Cruise, this would have come out. Like so soon after the fucking jumping on the couch thing, like the whole thing would have been just, just like ruined. Like it's the reason they didn't bring Katie Holmes back for uh, for The Dark Knight. Uh, is that
1: why she got why. fucked over wow. by Tom Cruise's couch incident?
0: Because she was like, too. It, it was like too much of a distraction. Basically, oh is, is the rumor. That's...
1: Yeah. He, wow. He, he ruined. He ruined her fucking career. He
0: yeah. Um. He he did. Yeah. I'm um, not.
1: Well, honestly, you know, uh, that was the last movie I've seen her in. It was that movie. And that was 17 years ago, <laughs> Batman Begins. She wasn't
0: in much after that. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, she hasn't done a, a ton of stuff. Uh, Batman so, Begins, Dawson's Creek. That's it. <laughs> um, in other stuff. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. But like that's what she's like, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. brings something to the role that nobody right. else would have. You know, he's... He, he brings a certain charisma and he brings baggage with him that works for the character. You know, this that, guy's lived a fucking life and you can see it. Whereas, you know, other people, even if they have like everything else, everything on paper, you know, Tom Cruise, it makes sense. Like he has kind of, you know, a, an energy that works. He's like a good looking guy. He's the right age. He's the right type. Um, on paper, it works, but it wouldn't have worked not to this extent.
1: Yeah,
2: no, I, right. I, don't, I, you know, Tom Cruise. Obviously, he's like super talented, but I'm, I'm not a, a, a big fan of him. So I'm very happy he didn't play Iron Man.
0: Yeah,
2: I didn't even know that that was a thought. Um, that was I don't who think the student. So, like anything that to, Iron
0: Man represents, to my knowledge, way, to my knowledge, Favreau was pushing for. Robert Downey Jr. Okay, and perfect. the studio, who was Paramount, was saying no, no. Tom Cruise, like Robert Downey Jr., can't carry a movie. It's got to be somebody I, I, like Tom Cruise. I will,
1: say, I will say in hindsight. In hindsight, I probably would have been nervous for that because if you if you're the studio and you have millions of dollars that you you might blow, and, and John Favreau saying let this guy give this guy a chance to have a comeback, or you could bank on this already star. I could see why they'd be nervous about Downey Jr. But at the end, obviously, we all know it was the right choice.
0: Well, beat for right. beat, I think, let's say it was the exact same movie. And it wouldn't have been because <laughs> Tom Cruise would have come in and been like, well, let me have one of my guys take a pass in the script and, like, change right. it to work better. But let's say it's the exact same movie. It wouldn't work because, like, think about the scene when Pepper sees Tony in the Iron Man suit for the first time. And he's like, listen, like, let's be honest. This is not the worst thing that you've caught me doing. You 100% right? believe yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Where if it was Tom Cruise, it'd be like, no, this is, no, she hasn't caught you doing anything. You're like, the we- the weirdest thing she caught you doing was drinking fucking like Coca-Cola after 8 p.m. Like, let's let's be honest. Right. like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's, uh, that's medals, I think. Uh, let's go to recasting. You just uh mm-hmm. reference it here. Um, so I have got Tony Pepper, Obadiah Stane, and Rody
1: I have everybody except for Rhodey. I have the the top three. I don't have Rody though.
2: Okay. I have so many. I have two, four, six. I did eight because I didn't know.
1: <laughs>
0: what characters Whoa. do you have? I, wow. I
2: recounted everybody.
0: Okay. Well, who name them? Who do you have? So you have the, you have those four. So Tony Pepper, Obadiah, Rody? Who else do you have?
2: Um I have Jarvis.
0: Okay, who's um, your who's your Jarvis? Let's go. Let's go one at a time.
2: Well, I I did Jude Law because I think they're like the same. Yes. <laughs> so I was like Jude Law. That I could see that that makes sense.
0: Okay. What other character do you have?
2: Um, I said his name wrong before, but Yusuf.
0: Yensen. Jens,
2: Why can I not say his name right? I it's apologize. Kind of,
0: I want to call him Yensid because that's the the sorcerer in Fantasia. But it's Yinsen.
2: Yinsen, I I have a friend. His name is Yusuf, and he looks uh, like him. So okay. I think I, I just keep saying Yusuf. So it's okay. So I'm gonna say this gentleman's name wrong though. That okay. I casted for him. It's Oded Bear. Oded Bear. He's figure. the guy you got it. Yeah. Who in the Mummy. Mm-hmm. So I have him as uh, to play him because I I, yep. I just felt like that made sense. Yeah, I, I forget like his character's is, name. Who is the he mummy. in the Mummy?
0: He's the he's the head of the Medjai. Yeah, oh, is he I the
2: love. Ba-
1: he's God. a
0: bad guy, or no, no, no. He's the guy who's like he's all in black. He's 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 a he's like the he's the guy's got the long black hair and the beard. Oh, George Harrison guy. Yeah, I guess he kind of. Like, he looks like George I'm Harrison. I know, that's it. Oh.
2: I think he's. No, yeah.
0: yeah, great voice. That guy's got a tremendous voice. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I love his voice. I think he's great.
0: All right. So, what what other characters you have?
2: I don't know his name, but you know the real evil guy who speaks English when they capture Tony Stark. The
0: the the head of the the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah, I forget that character's name. Yeah, but, yeah.
2: I thought um, Arnold Voslo.
0: Yeah, also from the mummy. mummy. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: I thought he would play. Do we a have a Mummy t-
0: theme. Is Brendan Fraser in your your recasting at all?
1: it all? He's not actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know we're doing a recast right now if it came out. If it came back back around 2008, I am not opposed to Brendan Fraser as Iron Man. Ooh. you got to think I, about it. Think about it. Brendan Fraser was like the guy back then. Yeah. He,
2: I, I'm a huge Brendan Fraser I mean, I love him. But I don't... I don't know.
1: Think about this, Michelle. He does have an insane amount of charisma he, that's the one thing I got to say he would have
0: he would have been a great marvel hero i feel like if we did this in like 2002 instead of 2022 he i don't um, know if he would have been oh, iron man m- m- m-
1: maybe guardians of the galaxy maybe he's the leading
0: yeah, guy yeah. oh yeah i see, I see yeah that. yeah yep. I see that. yeah yeah
1: anyways sorry
0: Continue. okay any other <laughs> characters other than the four that we uh
2: who did we say? We said Tony, Pepper. Tony,
0: Pepper, uh, Obadiah Stane, Rhodey.
2: What about um, Happy? Or, or
0: Happy? I don't have a Happy, but who do you? Yeah. I mean, either. Do you have a Happy?
2: Yeah, I put Anthony Anderson. Yeah, that works. I thought oh, yep, he yep. would be fantastic for that role, because I know in, like, this Iron Man, like, um, Happy's more like, yes, sir, yes, sir. But then he gets funny as it yeah. goes along, and he develops more character. And I think yeah. Anthony- anderson would do a fantastic and I job can,
0: i get to him later on in the spider-man movies like doing his yeah. yep. role yep. in that
1: yep yep absolutely
0: all right cool. so i think so uh do you have anybody else uh
1: Besides- no I mean,
0: I- okay so let's so i think we we both have a roadie who is your roadie
2: um i put jason statham
0: as roadie interesting
1: White English guy. Okay,
2: I I don't I don't know. I thought that. Why did I think his name was Rodney? I don't know. <laughs> but like, I don't know because he's kind of like he. I feel like he has that attitude.
0: I get it. You need you need a like a guy who can be like, oh yeah, that guy's in the military. I buy it. Right? That. Yeah. And
2: I don't I don't know. That's Let's- who I.
0: Let's spend some time because this is the one appearance of Terrence Howard as Rowley. Right.
2: Wait a second. I think I'm thinking of the wrong character.
0: Okay. Don
1: Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle plays him in the other
0: movies. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. I was thinking of the guy uh, Cuban uh, Gooding Jr. plays.
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. He's not in the movie.
1: You're thinking of Terrence Howard.
2: Oh my God. Terrence Howard. You are right. That's, that's who I'm thinking of. That's who I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, that, that, yeah, you're right. That that's Rody So you you pick Jason Statham for the for, for that role, right?
2: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm on a completely different.
1: My brain's not working. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. just got so excited somewhere, been like, "Wait a minute! I was an Iron Man."
2: <laughs> Wait, and I was just like, "Wait a second! I I am the worst with names. Even in my like everyday life, I will never forget your face, but like your name, it's a possibility."
1: Yeah, Michelle Michelle's known okay. me for two years. She still doesn't know my name.
2: Shut up, Derek. <laughs> I should have a different name. I should have been like... She, <laughs> she called you you're like, that's sh- weird. You're like, sh- you're like, shut up, Daryl.
0: <laughs> it's like bewitched. It's like, fucking Derwood, shut up.
2: I am like, <laughs> the, I'm the worst. I- I'm the worst.
0: Yeah. So...
2: You're like, yeah, parents, I know. <laughs>
0: so Terrence Howard versus Don Cheadle. Who's, who's the better roadie?
1: I'm not gonna lie. I was upset when he got recast. I really liked I, Terrence Howard. Yes. I, I heard. I heard that like nobody liked his performance or something like that. Or no, really, it was a money I liked thing. It. Fantastic.
0: It was a money thing. Like he wanted to be paid. So Rhodey becomes like a much more major character in Iron Man Two. Like arguably he's co lead with Tony in that movie. Um, and Terrence Howard was like, "Why don't you give me more money if it's a bigger part now?" And they were like, "No." And
1: oh. Oh, and Terrence right. Howard
0: basically was like Robert Downey Jr. Can you like help me out here? And he was like, "Yeah, let me get back to you on that." And then they recast him.
2: I do remember that actually. Didn't he want to get paid the, the same yeah. or more than Robert Downey? He, like he wanted to be
0: paid equally. And he's going Iron into, Man. <laughs> going into Iron Man two, I can kind of see his point—not to be paid equally to him, but like he should have been paid a lot more than for than he than he would have been for this one. But right. I think I think. Don Cheadle's a tremendous actor, but I think Rhodey is a guy who like gets sucked into Tony's misadventures, and I can't see Don Cheadle doing that.
1: Well, I like I like um, I like Terrence Howard's kind of subtleness, the way he talks. Yeah, like come on, come on, come on, Tony, we can't do the why are you serious, Tony? Yeah. Don Cheadle's a little bit more like, no, Tony, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Terrence right. Howard had that nice subtlety of like yeah. he's like the, he's like the yang to like to, to the to the yin. You know, eventually Tony
0: Stark. Eventually, Terrence Howard is going to give in and go along with Tony. Don Cheadle's not
1: exactly, and, and I, that's why I think Terrence Howard worked.
0: Yeah,
2: and I I loved that part where um Robert Downey's like exiting as he has the suit on. He's like, keep the skies clear, and I love like the subtleties. He looks over at the silver like. Iron Man suit, and yeah, he's like, next, maybe another day, next, or like
1: another time, baby. And Wait, there's no next time for Tarzan,
2: <laughs> right? His yeah, self, he, right, right. He, honestly, like I wish they didn't recast him. I think he he was phenomenal, and yeah. the way he played the role, I think, was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I
1: agree. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Right.
0: So my recasting for Roddy is o'shea Jackson Jr., the son mm-hmm. of Ice Cube who is a oh. great actor in his own right. Uh, now he's in, he played his father in uh, Strata Compton. He's been in uh, a few other things since then. He's great. I think he would fit perfectly for that role and have that same thing where he can start with the seriousness, but eventually Tony's going to wear him down and he's going to party with Tony. Now,
1: right. Who is
2: who is that? I Like I said, I'm really bad with names. Who is,
0: who is Rody to Tony?
2: Yeah. What, who Who is that?
0: He is the military liaison to Stark Industries. So anytime Tony wants to sell a weapon to the military, which is often, Rhodey's the guy he calls. And they end up being oh, very so, close friends. Michelle, did you mean who is the actor he picked?
2: Yeah, who's, who's the actor he picked? That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. O'Shea, oh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.? Now, he's, um, he's Ice Cube's son. Oh. So he's... He's been in. Let me rip off some credits here.
1: Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think I, I've seen him in anything
0: specifically, but so yeah, I don't... he was in. Uh, like I said, he was in Straight Outta Compton. He played his own father. He's in Den of Thieves. He's in Godzilla: King of Monsters. As I, I believe he's seen yeah, that as well.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any of his movies, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess I haven't either.
0: But I think he'd make he'd make a great roadie, in my opinion. Um, all right, so let's go to the uh, three characters we all have in common. Derek, who is your? Let's go to Pepper. Who's your Pepper Potts?
1: My Pepper Potts. All right, I, you know what I went with here? I went with. Um, there's a few actors and actresses that I just haven't used yet, and I kind of want to see more things. Mm-hmm. So I went with uh, Natalie Emmanuel, who, okay. who you guys, you yeah. obviously everybody would would know her from Sunday Game of Thrones.
0: Um. She's also I in think she's, uh, she's in some of the fast and furious movies as well.
1: Okay, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, I was trying to think of somebody, and I actually my first choice it was Amelia Clark, and I was talking to Gia about it. And I like Amelia Clark because she has that like very like cutesy girl thing, but Gia kind of made a point of like Pepper is also kind of a strong woman and like in her own right. So yeah. maybe we didn't know if Amelia Clark, I mean she probably could, but we were just I'm trying to think of somebody else who I'd want to see in that. So I went with uh, I went with her. I meant to, so Emmanuel. so
0: my my thing is I am a, similar to what we do last week. I'm trying to avoid someone who's been in a Marvel movie, uh, even if it's you know even if it's like just a voice role or something like that. I was like I don't want to use them. And Amelia Clark does have a Marvel movie coming up or a TV Oh, show I'm so
2: up. excited!
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. Um, so. Michelle, who do you have? I think Anne Hathaway. I can see that.
2: You know, yeah, I she, think she doesn't get the yeah. credit she deserves. She's very versatile.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, she does. She, she won an Academy Award, but let's be honest. Oh, okay. No.
2: <laughs> Maybe I people,
0: people just decided one day, people like, we don't like her, her but she's great.
2: Right? people. I don't hear people talk about her a
1: lot.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, ever since a Rob*, I was like, holy mother of God, she has a powerhouse. Yeah. She's phenomenal yeah and and she's one of those she's one of those actresses like especially for this role like i could see her like holding a notepad and like a pen like she's just that actress who just looks like a secretary right
2: right and she could give a little sparky attitude and then she could be like you know like she has that range without looking like she's forcing it you know you know
0: right so i i went a little bit older for my pepper because she's uh I think my Tony's probably a little bit older uh as well. Judy Dench. Yes, Dame Judy Dench. Uh <laughs> no. Actually Liza Minnelli is my pepper. <laughs> so... No,
1: she's not. What?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, it's uh not not that much older. Uh I went with uh Michelle Monahan.
1: Oh I know her. Yes. Um
0: what's that show?
1: what was she in? um
0: the show. so she's true detective you think of she's in the first no, season of true no. detective um she has been in a ton of stuff um
1: i do know her from true detective
0: yeah um yep. so a bunch of uh a, a bunch of rom-cons uh she's in she's she's, she's in so much um Gone, she's in Gone Baby Gone. Yes.
1: Pixels.
2: I think I'd need to see her face. She's in a few <laughs> of
0: the Mission Impossible movies. She's in. Um, yeah, she's. Yeah, she's been,
1: the, the one thing I. Yeah, I know her from True Detective I saw her face immediately and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's a great actress. Um, I think. And, and no offense to these, you know, to, to Gwyneth Paltrow or to Michelle Monaghan or, you know, or anyone. I think if you make Pepper look like a supermodel, it doesn't work. I agree. I agree. It, right. Because if she if she looked like a super... She, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Gwyneth Paltrow's a beautiful woman. Shamanian a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. But you you would never look at... She can't be somebody who Tony would look at and go, I need to sleep with this woman immediately.
2: Yeah, that's right. true. Right.
0: Um, and she has to be able to portray the sort of business side of pepper who, which goes on into later movies. Um so let's go to Obadiah Stane. Michelle, who do you have for Obadiah?
2: I said Kurt Russell. I feel like he is he can be in the realm.
0: Yeah. He can be very affable but also like he can he can turn on the the evil
2: right so but i do know he was in a marvel movie before he was yes what
0: Yeah, he was yes
2: yeah i didn't think about that until now um
0: but this is this is a a different universe where these movies never happened
2: this is true Uh, this is true um but i can totally see him portraying obadiah yeah yeah i think so i think i think yeah i agree right he has that he can go a little evil but then he still also I think is very charming and unassuming
0: yeah and who
2: better to be you know play the role because he's he's gonna backstab him
0: right Derek we have
1: I went with an actor who I had never used before and actually it was Gia's idea and I loved it um Kiefer Sutherland oh Uh, that's a good I don't And it's funny. She said Kiefer. And I went, you mean Donald? And she goes, (laughs) no, I meant Kiefer. And she goes, come on. He can play more than just a vampire. And, you know, I was like, yeah. And I I totally see Kiefer playing this role. And I, I feel like he's kind of fallen off the limelight a little bit. And he hasn't really done much since like 24, but I'd like to see him in
0: this role. So, yeah. So I went with Liev Schreiber for this. Okay. Who technically was in a Marvel movie, but it was not an MCU movie, so I'm not going to count it. Um,
1: right. I think he's old enough now, where I believe him as Obadiah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. He's like right around the same age as, mm-hmm. well, maybe not quite as old as uh, as um, Jeff Bridges was, but he's he's older than my Tony by by a, a fair I will amount, say, amount. I
1: don't I don't care what anybody says about the Wolverine movie. I liked his saber tooth. He's good. Okay, he's I'm the only good part it. of that movie. Hmm. I don't know. I I I like that movie. I don't know. People hate it. I think I'm just I I like I the movie. People hate.
0: It's there's a lot of all right. If if we're gonna we can't litigate fucking Wolverine. We're not gonna. Oh, yeah. All right, we, you know we, we're not. We won't get into this, We're not right. gonna lit that movie. Okay. But you two are wrong it's a that movie. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's no it's um yeah no he's he but he is very good in it um. And yeah, he's a great actor. I could definitely see him being like very cool around Tony and very, like you know, and then turning on the evil when he has to. Right. And being he's very embarrassing. Yeah. All right. This is a big one. <laughs> I'm going to, I would not be surprised if Derek and I landed on the same person.
1: I would be very surprised.
0: Okay. Well. <laughs> well we'll see uh
1: because i went with will smith no i'm just kidding i'm joking
0: <laughs> keep will smith's name out your fucking mouth
1: <laughs> we had to do that at least once yeah we did we got out of our system yeah
0: okay. oh, i'm doing it every episode now uh
1: wait what's what's my new saying
0: that makes now that, it's that now it's a sunday
1: <laughs> now it's a sunday that's my new catchphrase.
0: <laughs> that episode is not aired yet so there's no, no way Michelle could 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 get that joke but uh, right. I Derek have Derek no now.
2: idea but it sounds Derek, funny. Derek I'll, last I'll, week
0: I'll, I can his, only
2: imagine.
0: Derek last week had a very like labored metaphor where he was like it's you know it's like when you have ice cream and you know it's just ice cream then you go in through like your refrigerator and you find whipped cream and a cherry now it's a sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about
1: I was thinking about all like the really cool hallucin- hallucination scenes in Batman Begins where all the characters are hallucinating because of the gas and I was yeah. like those elements that element to the movie like was like the rainbow sprinkles on top and I was like now you got a sunday. <laughs> it was ridiculous.
0: Um Yeah, okay. So Michelle, who do you have for Tony Stark?
2: Oh my gosh, this was so hard. I literally can't even but the only person that I feel like could do this is Jensen Ackles.
0: Yes. So did you know he was one of the final three people they considered for Captain America?
2: What? Jensen Ackles?
0: Yes. It was down to um, obviously Chris Evans. Um, what's his name? Who's uh, John Krasinski and yeah. Jensen Ackles were the final three.
2: Oh my gosh! No. I didn't know Jensen was one of the. I I love him. He plays a character, Dean Winchester, that is right. like my heart, and I love. He is such a good actor. I had here's, no
0: idea. Here's my here's my take on Jensen Ackles, and I like Supernatural a lot. From everything I've seen him in that is not Dean Winchester, right. my conclusion has been that he's very good at playing Dean Winchester.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what I'm I was saying.
0: <laughs> right, right.
2: Because I haven't really seen a lot of his other stuff. And I know he's in The Boys or he's going to be in The Boys. He's going or to be. And
0: that's he's playing an evil version, basically, of Captain America.
2: Oh, perfect. Like okay. he's, the
0: the boys spin on Captain America.
2: So I can't wait to see this, but I haven't really seen him in anything else. But the reason why I cast him for Tony Stark is because my two favorite favorite characters of all time is... Iron Man and Dean Winchester, and they completely brought me on a journey. And because Jensen Ackles was the only other actor to really make me fall in love with a character for many, many years, the only other person who could do that was Robert Downey Jr. for me. So I was like, well, I think that would make sense. And he's kind of, when he does play Dean, he's kind of like cocky and he's kind of like, you know, very forceful and just, you know, flies off the cuff. And, you know, Iron Man kind of does that too, so I thought he would be a good, a good fit yeah.
0: for Tony. Derek, now Derek, I, I do want to say this. I'm making this this call right now. Anyone who we cast in an MCU movie is disqualified from using recast in all future MCU movies that we do.
1: Wait, so if I if I pick my person right now, I can't use him again as Tony
0: he Stark. He is, yeah. He, well, you can use him again as Tony Stark. He's, but he's okay. your Tony Stark going forward.
1: Right, right. So I can't so, use him again in a Marvel movie. I yeah. Understand.
0: So when we do Iron Man 2, this guy's still your Iron Man. When we do Captain America yep. in a couple of weeks, we got to keep in mind this guy is going to be Iron Man. In the, because I, I did listen back to our Avengers movie uh, episode, rather, and we don't really recast in that episode.
1: Oh, we don't recast.
0: We don't really. We kind of like go around it and like, what if this, what if that? But we don't really. Okay,
1: good, good, good. Because I, I couldn't. I was like, who the hell did I cast as Tony Stark? Yeah. I feel like I should remember that, but I didn't. Yeah. So, okay, good. Uh,
0: so, but just, just remember this guy's going to be your Tony Stark. This guy eventually is going to uh, go on and say, I am Iron Man and snap and save the universe. So who? All right. You're making me nervous, man. Who's your Tony Stark? <laughs>
1: All right, so I got to go with somebody charismatic, right? Yes. That's what you got to do. You got to yep. go with somebody charismatic. I, I went with somebody who I've seen in a bunch of things who could do a lot of things. Yep. And it might be kind of a weird choice, but I went with Chris Pine.
2: Oh, oh, you know what? I looked at him too. I, I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, he's super, he's super handsome. He's super just charismatic And horrible bosses too. He's a fucking nutcase. And I can see the kind of quirkiness, craziness that Stark needs to have. Um, so he kind of fit the, fit the mold for me.
0: Yeah. So t- to me, Chris Pine is, he's a great actor, but I, I, I think he, he doesn't necessarily have the, he doesn't have the, the little spark that makes it. I think Chris Pine, honestly, and I don't think I'm going to use him, but I think he'd make almost a better Captain America than, a, than, than an Iron Man. Oh, Mm-hmm. maybe but you know what that's that's a fine choice he's a great actor you can build a franchise around him
1: rick you have a lot on your shoulders right now i do okay i'm ready i'm ready, I'm ready to punch you verbally okay. through the phone
0: all right so <laughs> tony stark he has he's very charismatic he is a womanizer he don't Man. even say Curly from the Three Stooges. It's, well, Derek, <laughs> come on. Al Pacino. No. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? Right, I'm but, Man. But one of the great things about the Robert Downey Jr. casting is that he does bring baggage from his real life. And my guy doesn't necessarily bring baggage from his real life, but he does bring people who have seen him in... A previous role probably mapped some of the characteristics of this character onto him. Oh, boy, just say it, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> wow! Wow! I've you
1: never even used him before. I've
0: never used him before.
1: Who? Who did you say?
0: Pedro Pascal.
1: Pedro Pascal plays. Oh, he plays Oberyn Martell on Game
0: of Thrones. Yep, and he, he's currently he's the he's the Mandalorian.
1: Oh! Wow! Oh. Yeah. You know what, Rick? You know what? Yeah. Yes. I was actually yeah. hoping to trash you right now, but yeah. Pedro Pascal is like very everything.
0: Yep, yeah. He's, he's, he, we've obviously he's going to be very flirtatious with,
1: right.
0: with yeah, as Auburn Martel, We've seen him be very heroic in the Mandalorian. Um, wow. A, a Chilean Tony Stark. Yeah. I like it.
2: That's a really good cast.
1: I think so. Wow.
2: Yeah, that was really, yeah. I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah. Unanimously, I win casting again.
1: <laughs> eh, I'm not going to say I like your other ones, but I'll give you Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the important one. That's 80% of the grade. Right.
1: I,
2: I don't know, though. I think Jensen Ackles could do it. Like He's played someone that sacrifices his life for everybody else. He's always doing the dirty work.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't have an, I don't have an opinion because I've never seen that actor in anything. So oh. I can't, I don't have an opinion. But um, I don't know. I mean, the, we, we can at least all agree that there's slim pickings when it comes to that character. There's not a lot of people who could pull it's it off. It's so difficult oh
0: to cast Marvel movies and avoid people who had been in Marvel movies. Right. right. Or even like I'm keeping people out who are like rumored to be. In in upcoming Marvel movies, right? You know, but
2: can, okay. can I tell you? um, So I love Marvel, right? But I ever since the End Game, because of what happened, I literally have not been able to watch anything brand new from Marvel because I cry. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was for me to watch Iron Man today? Like
1: <laughs> well, I, I will, yeah. You.
2: I cried. Oh my God! In the theater when Iron Man. Like when he dies, I literally like, I was like, nope, nope, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. And then he dies. I'm sobbing. Like when I tell you, like you just heard my voice echo in the entire room. I'm ugly crying too, right? I can't <laughs> even contain it. I'm crying, walking to the parking lot. I'm crying. I sit in the car for five minutes. I'm crying. I finally stop crying. We're driving out. My senses like, are you okay? I start crying again. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I cried for like two weeks straight and I have not been able to watch anything else from Marvel since Iron Man died. And I really, because I've seen You missed it out.
1: Face four I is know, good. I know,
2: out. I know, I know, I know. I'm just so upset. And like watching Iron Man say, I was like, I was like getting like, I was getting like choked up. I'm like, oh so, God, I can't.
0: <laughs> so I did, I don't, I'm not going to say I cried during Endgame, but I did well, I get choked so up. I got choked up. Not when Iron yeah. Man died, but it was actually happy talking to his daughter. Then oh, like, oh, I'm gonna I'm get, get, yeah, I'm gonna get you all, Your dad like cheeseburgers. I'm gonna get you all the cheeseburgers you like. I'm
2: like, good. <laughs> oh my god, I literally have goosebumps all over my body right now. I yeah. can't even. Iron Man is just my guy. I can't. Oh my god. Speaking I'm so of,
0: and I'm gonna use that as a transition to miscellaneous, yeah. because one thing that I noticed in this rewatch is just how much foreshadowing there is to later on in the MCU, specifically when Jensen and Tony have their first real conversation. It's about like Jensen has asked him, do you have kids? Right. And obviously that ends up being Tony's like such a huge deal for him in, right. in end And you know, obviously like the Tony Stark, proof that Tony Stark does have a heart uh, comes back in a big way in in Endgame. Um, You know, and it's, I I do wonder how much Favreau had an eye towards the future of the character.
2: Right.
0: You know, who, who, at what point really, I wonder, and I think it was probably during filming, like I said, but I do wonder what it was like when some, when it clicks, it was like, Oh, we could do this. And we could take this and like, pull this string through, you know, three movies and, you know, five movies and uh, eventually get to it. So there's just a lot in this. And it's very rewarding to go back and watch these earlier MCU movies and and see what comes through. Anybody else have any other little things, any miscellanea that they want to, to bring up?
1: Um, for me, only thing that I remember, I mean, I think this is true, but I remember reading that Hugh Jackman was offered, uh, Tony Stark. And I think back in 2008, I would, I I could see it. I could, I think Hugh Jackman's amazing, but, um, I don't, I mean, obviously now he's too old, but I think back then, I think it may have worked. I think he's got charisma. I think he'd have the, the Maybe, maybe not as well as, well, yeah, maybe not as well as Robert Downey Jr. Maybe, but yeah, that's probably why he didn't take it to begin with.
0: Indeed, mm. probably. So, uh, Michelle, do you have any other, any other little we'll thought, anything we didn't touch on that you want to talk about for Iron Man?
2: Um, I don't think so. We touched upon a lot. I mean, I loved how like there's little snid bits of like comedy throughout the whole thing. I loved when like his robots, when he's like trying to learn how to fly and he, he falls and then he just sprays them with the fire extinguisher.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love I love all that. Like stuff. Like the
2: little like oddities that happen that like aren't really huge, but they're like moments where you laugh.
1: Yeah. I, I
2: loved think- how they threw those in.
1: I think honestly, I, I would say throughout the entire MCU so far, um, the one the two things that I love about the MCU so much is the the humor
0: mm-hmm. in the movies
1: are really, really solid and also the music is excellent. Um I agree. I think that they just do music in a great way too. They just bring it all full circle, something that DC would never do.
0: So, well, I mean, the I mean the the Elfman Batman theme and the John Williams Superman theme might be the greatest. Well, I'm talking about like music.
1: That's, like I'm, t- I'm not talking about score. you are talking about so like popular more.
0: music in the movie.
1: Yeah, like when they put like like the soundtracks in the MCU's sure. are, are really really solid.
0: Yeah,
2: and it like tells a story too. Just like the I understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, good soundtracks.
1: All right. Yep. Gia just said that uh, she said, "What about OG '90s John Stamos for Tony Stark?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that's just, I don't know.
1: Uh, it might work. I mean, maybe that would, it might work. That would have catapulted his possible, Actually, yeah, <laughs> but he's not Tony Stark. So all he's all he's known for now is still Full House and maybe the Beach Boys. True. <laughs>
2: Now, you know, this doesn't have to do with Iron Man, but I, I don't know if I'm correct on this. I think I am, but Batman, right? Like in the comics, wasn't he the one who kind of had everyone's kryptonite in case like any of the superheroes went rogue, right? Yes. Yes. So my problem is, I don't think that's touched upon in any Batman movie. (laughs) And I think that's huge, right? Because Batman's also a regular guy. You know, so for him to have all of these, yeah. you know, well, they, that- they
0: kind of touch on it in Batman versus Superman, but that movie is terrible. So
2: oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see that one. You're, because- you're not
0: missing a single thing. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it either.
2: Right, <laughs> um, but- yeah, that,
0: that's the thing. Like DC has not been able to effectively put together a universe with that would that where that would even be relevant in a Batman movie.
2: Right. But you I know? feel like that's like his core of what he done like you know, like that's yeah. huge, right? Yes. Like oh, oh my God, you can, you so know, was, take out
0: when know? I saw the Batman with and this is, you know, this is probably one of the better conversation for last week's episode, but let's let's hit it now. When I saw the Batman with with a few of my friends, I you know, we were talking about how much we really love the movie, and there's another guy there who is like a Batman fan, and we were talking like Basically, the greatest story of Batman, right, is and I'm saying like overarching story for you know 80 years or whatever, however long Batman's been around, is it's the guy who lost his parents who adopts these kids and makes them Robin to become a father himself. And that's Robin has been in a couple movies, but it was just like a 20-year-old man as Robin.
2: You're right. That's right.
0: You know, so it's there's elements of that character that despite the fact that there's been probably more Batman movies than any other superhero at this point. Right. Even even counting the you know, Avengers movies, we count them as, you know, Captain America movies or Iron Man movies. Um, probably Batman still has them all beat as far as the I think we of-
1: talked more, I, think, I think we talked more about Batman in this episode than in the last episode.
0: <laughs> um, well, ag- again, because it's like Batman's not in that movie a ton, despite the fact of being called Batman Begins. Bruce Wayne's in a ton, um, no, but there, there are so many elements of that character, Batman, that they haven't been able to
2: like fully to, capture. To, it. To, to, yes,
0: to, to because either it doesn't translate well to right. to movies, or it's just like we want to focus on he's this brooding loner. And his relationships are so interesting. You know, his relationship to... Like, the the dumbest thing they did in that Batman vs. Superman movie is, like, make them enemies right away. You know? Because it's, like, seeing them as friends and and having them contrast to each other is so interesting. Um, Right. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that the MCU does so well. Like, in a way... I would say that the Iron Man's best story in the movies is his relationship with Captain America, yeah, and you know, and 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 Spider Man eventually, mm-hmm. but none of that's in his actual movies.
2: Right, I I agree. I didn't think about that before about Robin and everything. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, that's fact.
0: Yeah, and and I I think. You know, it's, it's just, it's interesting how, you know, what the, what they've chosen to focus on, be it with Batman versus what the MCU chooses to focus on. Right. And uh, it's, it's just like I was saying before, it's just like very different philosophies and how they present these characters. Right. Speaking of Batman, well, we're going to get to the Oscars where a Batman movie is going to come up, but Derek, before we do that, what are you eating with this movie?
1: Uh, probably just cheeseburgers from a fast food restaurant, right?
0: There you go, good old fashioned American cheeseburger. Do you know that's, <laughs> that's actually that's I meant awesome. to put that in miscellaneous? Do you know why that scene is in the movie?
1: Um, I'm 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 assuming because they're trying to make money because that's what the MCU no.
0: does. No, give me specifically give me a break. Burger King's in the movie. And, yeah, I don't blame you for thinking that because that makes sense. But when Robert Downey Jr. hit rock bottom. During his addiction, you know, during his act of addiction, the reason he knew he hit rock bottom was that he had a cheeseburger from Burger King in his hand and he couldn't, the fact that he couldn't enjoy it because his life was so shitty is the one thing, it was the straw that broke the camel's back for him.
1: I, I got I gotta say, and I don't mean to
0: shit on Robin Hood Jr., but really? That's, that's what it was. He was <laughs> like, he was saying, "Like I'm so fucked I, I'm, up. I'm such a drug well, addict. I can't well, enjoy a cheeseburger." Well, cheese it's, it's not burger even King. that because it's like it was. It was. It was the thing where it was like, I can't enjoy this simple thing in life, right? right. Like I, I fucked you. myself I up you. so much. So he's always credited Burger King with helping him kickstart, like him coming over his addiction. Wow! So he I wanted when he got, when he got back, you know, when Tony Stark got back, Robert Downey Jr. was like, he should just go to Burger King. Because that's, you know, that's what I would want if I was away. I would just want a cheeseburger. All right.
2: That's so cool that they I, put that in Iron
0: yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, we're eating good old-fashioned American cheeseburgers for this movie. Let's talk about the Oscars. Now, we've talked about this Oscars one time in our past, and it just so happens to be the last episode Michelle was on with us. So you've been our 2008 <laughs> specialist so far. When we talked about Wally, same year as <laughs> this um so best picture is won by slumdog millionaire Uh, other nominees are the curious case of benjamin button frost nixon milk and the reader and i do believe we kicked out the reader and replaced it with wally
1: wow i've actually seen a lot of those movies
0: okay does iron man get in here and if so who's out
2: um, I, I think don't... Iron Man should definitely be, <laughs> but I'm like partial because like this movie means so much to me. So who is it? It's Slumdog Millionaire. So Slumdog uh-huh.
0: Millionaire, Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and it was the reader, but we put Wally in instead.
2: I have no idea what Milk is. So I will say Milk was about... with,
0: with Sean, with Sean Penn. Really? That's an excellent movie.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. I have not seen it. I like it's
0: about Harvey Milk. He was the first gay, like he was like a city councilor, I believe in san francisco and he was assassinated by um, thanos yes thanos by showed it. up snapped that
1: i'm gonna go ahead and say that i, I personally don't think iron man belongs in the, in the main category for the oscars i think it's a great movie but i just don't i don't see and, and again this has been my problem for a long time is that i usually don't see superhero movies as that dramatic pull that you need
0: um in movies that's just my here's, opinion here's the thing um it's difficult to put two movies of a very specific genre in Best Picture together, because one is going to be very obviously better than the other in ninety-nine percent of cases. And this year it's very tough to put Iron Man next next to the Dark Knight, which should right. have been nominated.
1: That's see, that's my that's my thing. Like the yeah. Dark Knight. That needs to be there because it's for, it's for, it's just, it's just so everything else that needs to be in there. I don't know. It's had to, Iron Man is, is, is great and it's greatly acted and it's everything's great in it, but it doesn't hold the, the weight that Batman, that the, the, thing, the Dark Knight also,
0: did. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I'd watched Iron Man probably 10 times out of 10 over some of these other movies. Uh, but when you, this year, there are a lot of other movies that you know should have been considered. You know, we're looking at Doubt. We're looking at The Wrestler, The Dark Knight. Uh You know, it's 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 a very good year for movies, and it in Bruges, um, Wally, oh, like we said, yeah, like it's um,
1: it's it, it, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. I just. Academy Award?
2: Well, here's the thing, right? I think like a lot of the times when it comes to awards and award shows and and nominations, I think a lot of people focus on... Was it dramatic? Was it filled with a lot of this? Was it filled a lot with that? But, like, honestly, I think comedy and lightheartedness is way harder to capture on screen than someone crying, than someone angry, than all this drama. That's why there are more action stars than there are comedy stars Mm -hmm. or, you know, Marvel heroes, because I think those are the harder characters to portray. Because you have to fall in love with them. And and they have this dynamic personality where like, I mean, I'm an actress and like, it's easier for me to cry and and be very dramatic than it is to like, be like, we're going to be funny and we're going to do something funny. You know what I mean? So I think that like lighthearted and comedies aren't really appreciated and nominated as much as they should be because less
1: actors do it because it's harder. Well, I, I, here, here's yeah. me. I, my, my point is that, like, should Iron Man be nominated for an Academy Award? Sure, but just not, not in, not in movies that are dramatic. Unless, unless you do a drama category, and then a comedy action category, whatever. Okay, and yeah. then at the end, and then at the end, you can combine all the best and do like twelve. Here's my, like,
0: so. You know what I mean? So here's here's what I'll say. Um, this is the year where everyone freaked out specifically because the dark Knight was not nominated. So I believe it was the next year that it was like, okay, we can have up to 10 nominees. If we had up right, to 10 right. nominees, Iron Man's in easy. Right. Um, you know, because there, I, there, there are not 10 movies better than Iron Man this year. There's, there's just not. Um, right. For me personally, I would give probably probably Frost Nixon spots Iron Man because that is, that is so Michael, is it the one Michael Shannon plays yes. Elvis no he doesn't play Elvis he plays he plays Frost he's he's a title character um, wait the, what, what, the Michael Shannon plays Elvis in a movie not in this one um, no he plays uh, he plays David Frost so that movie basically is like he he, um he plays a um michael sheen does a like a, a kind of a talking head type you know very like lightweight tv interviewer that's known for like giving ah. softball questions so Richard well, i know, Nixon, I, know who,
1: I know yeah i know who david frost is yeah yeah. Yeah. So
0: that, yeah and then nixon's like oh i'm gonna go on that show and he'll throw me softballs and then he just grills them and that's basically right. right. um but it's, it's, it's super Oscar-y like to the point where it kind of annoys me.
1: (laughs) I will say this. I will say this. Here's my problem with what you got. You guys both say Iron Man. And I'm just saying I can't put Iron Man in unless the Dark Knight is in.
0: The Dark Knight's definitely going in. Right.
1: Yeah. The Dark Knight was phenomenal. But but I'm just saying it wasn't nominated. So like, I can't, if, if the Dark Knight's not nominated, then Iron Man for me is definitely not nominated. You know what I mean? That's my yeah, but you're
2: creating it. the cast right now. You're 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 creating. Yeah, no, we can
0: still stupid. put we can put in Iron Man now, and if you want to, we we're doing Dark Knight in a, in a, in a while. So if you want to put Dark Knight in at that point, we can do that.
1: I mean, we've never done this before, but I I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to boot out Iron Man for the Dark Knight at
0: that point. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, you'll about that episode.
1: on your own. Not right now, Jack. Yeah. I, I, I liked I liked maybe <laughs> milk. I liked milk, but who knows? Yeah, we'll talk okay, fine. So you're both saying Iron Man, I'm outvoted. Derek, as we
0: know, you are a milk aficionado. You order chocolate milk whenever you go out to any restaurant.
1: Uh, <laughs> you mean just 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 fuzz, <laughs> you mean I'll
0: <laughs> 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 coke, I'll coke, I'll coke too. Oh chocolate milk. Well, that's uh, right. <laughs> that's why you're my that, that's why your friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to Best Director. Um, Danny Boyle wins for Slumdog Millionaire. David Fincher nominated for Benjamin Button. Ron Howard for Frost/Nixon. Gus Van Sant for Milk, and Stephen Daldry for The Reader. So exact match to um, to uh, to Best Picture there. Um,
1: I, I, I cannot believe Christopher Nolan's not not nominated.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fucking crime. Um, yeah, I, I think.
2: I'm like I, trying to
1: Google some of these movies. I'm
2: like, I don't even know what this is. I, I you
1: know, I think that Favreau did a great job. I, I can't, I can't say that he didn't. So it's hard for me to not put him in there. But when Chris Nolan's not in there, it's like, what do you expect from me?
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think Stephen Daldry's out. I think we can go back. We can take Favreau out when we do the next movie in 2008. But I, All think, right, I think for in. now Daldry's right. out.
2: Yeah, right. I, I, I think he should be nominated. I, I think he, you know, he set up the franchise. Right. I mean, that's Well, huge, we don't know it right? at that
0: point. We don't know. No, excuse me. We don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, we right. So we're, 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 we had, we're, like, talking, we're talking, we're talking,
1: big, right, we're talking, this is 2008 and this, there's no other movies have come out after Iron Man. So it's, right. you know what I mean? Just as a standalone. Yeah, he did a great job. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, I completely agree. Okay. Well. I'm a big fan.
0: Let's talk about Best Actor because I think there's a real shot for uh, for Downey here. Um, Sean Penn wins as Harvey Milk. Richard Jenkins is nominated in The Visitor. Frank Langella for Frost Nixon. Brad Pitt in Benjamin Button. And the guy who should have won, Mickey Rourke, in the wrestler. Oh, I'm glad he got nominated. Mickey Rourke I'm, totally deserved. I remember his. I remember Sean Penn's victory speech, where he even's like he like looks out at Mickey Rourke and he's like. Basically, like, he doesn't say it out loud, but he can tell us like, what am I doing up here when Mickey Rourke's still sitting there?
1: Right, right, right. I mean, I, at the same time, I'm pretty sure, like, Sean Penn made a comment, too, of, like, for all you freaking gay-loving people, it was kind of a, an, a, a weird comment to make.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, this is, this is also right after... Um, California passed a uh, Proposition Eight, um, which was a basically an anti-gay bill. Um, oh my god! And this, yeah, this was not too long ago. Yeah, so uh, Proposition Eight was basically a, uh, a, a, pro- an, a an amendment intended to ban same-sex marriage. It passed in November of two thousand eight, and they it, it ended up overturning in court later, but it was still basically in process at the time of Oscar voting. So I think the political situation in California, mind you very much influenced the voting for best actor. Not that it's a bad performance. It's not. Um,
1: I, I, I mean, I, I think I personally, I think Sean Penn is he, this guy in the eighties and nineties. And like, he was like the tough guy or like the goofy guy. And like, and then he, for me, I Am Sam and Milk were like, what the fuck? That's yeah. Sean Penn? Yeah. Like, that was, that's me, like, holy shit. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, no, and and Milk is not a is not a bad performance. It's I'm not saying it's it shouldn't have been nominated, but I think uh, Mickey Rourke and the Wrestler is, like, transcendently good. Like, he, like, uh, but that's just my opinion. Yeah,
1: I agree with you 100%. I think Mickey yeah. Rourke should have won that year. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, okay. So... Those two are locked in for nominees. Do we want to put Downey Jr. in over Richard Jenkins, Franklin Jella, or Brad Pitt? See, I'm actually going to be the one that stands out here. I think
1: that Robert Downey Jr. does belong in this category. I think You know that, what, I
0: agree with you 100
1: uh, percent Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't necessarily think Iron Man, the movie in the direction, needs to be in there, but I think Downey as an actor should be nominated.
0: So let's. I think I like all these actors. I do. Me too.
1: Um,
2: I love Rich and Jenkins. I love I him. So
0: Jenkins is a guy who makes any movie he's in better. Um, yeah,
2: I so, love him.
0: Um, I think Langella's out because he's really just doing a Nixon impersonation. Okay, I'm yeah, fine with he's that. So big as Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I've never seen it, but I'm fine with just if you're just if you're just mimicking a real person. I mean, it can be really really good. I'm. A, Sure, there's a reason why he was nominated, but let's just get rid of him. I've never
0: seen it, and I'm sure yeah. you guys haven't either. So, yeah, no. Um, anyone? So nobody really, I think, for best actress. Uh, anyone want to consider for best supporting actor? No, I, mm.
1: I, I really love Jeff Bridges, but he doesn't need to be in there. He's been nominated like a thousand times in his life.
0: How about okay? Let's. I, I, I do want to go through the. Uh, the best supporting actor nominees. Uh, so Heath Ledger wins as playing Joker. Yep. Other I nominees are Joss Brolin, who from in Milk who would later go on to be Thanos. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who probably would have been in a Marvel movie by now if he was still alive. Let's be honest. My God,
1: I I I'm still not, I'm literally still not over his death.
0: Yeah, that that one hurts. His so licorice pizza. My probably my. Pick that should have won the Oscar this year. His son is the main character in it, and it's like I didn't realize that at first, but I was like, "This kid's amazing!" Like I've never seen him in anything before, and I texted Chris. I was like, "This," I was like, "This kid's so good," and he's like, "Yeah, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son." I was like, "That makes a lot of sense." Um, so uh, Michael Shannon uh, is nominated in Revolutionary Road. Later would go on to be General Zod in um, in Man of Steel. And, of course, uh, I think this guy's name is uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in <laughs> Tropic Thunder. <laughs> um, so four out of five are in, or would go on to be, or are in, in this case, massive superhero movies. Wow. And one, unfortunately, is no longer with us, maybe the best of them all. Two of them are no longer worth us. Actually, that's that's sad. Actually, that's a sad category. I don't know why I brought that up. Um, but rest in peace, Philip Zimmer Hoffman and Heath Ledger. Yep.
2: Yeah, those two are just my God. They were just amazing. Yeah. I I really loved yeah. them. Their acting was <clears throat> was impeccable. I, I'm.
0: Yeah, and I, and I yep. will say, doubt, uh, which female, Philip Zimmer Hoffman was uh, was nominated for, uh, phenomenal movie. I'll, I'll, I'll stump for it every time it comes up on the on the cat and the on the show. Uh, So, uh, those are our Oscar picks. Um, Now we come to the most important part of the show, and that is when we put thirty seconds on the clock. And Derek, you tell us why Iron Man is the greatest movie of all time. Are you ready? You know, I never really
1: say why it's the greatest movie, so I don't even know why we call it that. Or maybe I'm just an asshole and I don't do it right.
0: Hey, you said it, not me. Uh, Three, (laughs) three, two, (laughs) one, go. Iron Man,
1: 2008, John Favreau directed it. Uh, This is a fantastic um, superhero movie. It might have the best performance by a lead actor. Uh, it's just the perfect fit. Perfect. It fits like a glove. We talked about it. Robert Downey Jr. is the movie. But besides that, I think the effects are great. Um, the story is really, really good. It, it, it's all cohesive. And it starts off the biggest franchise in, in maybe history as far as action goes. So,
0: And that is go. time.
1: And also, everybody nope, out that's there. Time. Is that's asshole. time. That's no, time. Nope, nope. Asshole. Asshole. That's, asshole, time. Asshole, that's, asshole.
0: Time. that's <laughs> time. Sorry. <laughs>
1: let me say it let me say it let me say it. no you can't you can't <laughs> say it
0: if you say it, you'd be a giant asshole
1: R- rick's the judge he's like he's like everybody will uh, excuse that statement from the board
0: <laughs> from the record from yeah, the record strike you it, not strike it from saying, the record assholes. yep <laughs> didn't happen didn't happen all right so that has been our episode on iron man uh our second mcu movie but the beginning of the mcu um Michelle, I want to thank you so much again for being on the show. Always a pleasure to have you on.
2: Oh, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me again.
0: Oh, no problem. Yeah, Anytime. Sure. Derek, uh, do, you, do you have anything else planned for the greatest album of all time podcast you want to plug?
1: Well, these were recorded kind of close together. And I, I did mention the last episode by the time this episode comes out, the Foo Fighters album that me and G are going to do will already be out. And I want to do a Stevie Wonder album, so it's probably going to happen next. Um, but just stay tuned. Uh, you know, we're we're dropping every two weeks, and we have a lot of fun. And stay tuned for 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 more for more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, um, you know, as far as this show goes, coming up, we're going to continue superhero month. Next week, we're going back in time a little bit, and we're going Superman from 1978.
1: Ooh. I have never seen a Superman movie in my life.
0: Can't wait to talk about wow. that one then. Yeah. Um, and then we close it out with another MCU movie. And that is going to be Captain America. The first Avenger. Nice.
2: Very, very nice. Yep,
0: yeah, So that's fun. And then sequel month after that place your bets. What movies are we doing the sequels to? They've done in the past so can't wait to talk about those either uh, looking forward to it very much so so as always I have been your beloved wonderful co-host Rick Barrasso
1: and I have been your least favorite co-host the slime <laughs> of the sea the fucking above in your dreams well, wreck, boy. the big deck bosky <laughs> Smythe. S- smite
0: (laughs) (laughs) keep watching everyone